Good evening, everyone. This is Skip Intro with Ayman Rashad, and in the studio with me is Ian McNally and Julian Yap. And today we are going to talk about a new Nicolas Cage movie called Primal. Take it easy with my cat. What is it? White Jack, maybe 400 pounds. I have hit the mother load. Ah. I think this one's going to the highest bidder. Men that we're looking for is a mercenary assassin, a professional killer. Loffler let most of the animals out. There's only so many places he can hide. Who says he's gonna hide? I'm going hunting. It sounds quite interesting, I would say, from the trailer. <laughs> But is it really, though, Ian? I think interesting is like the lowest bar to be cleared <laughs> when it comes to a Nicolas Cage movie. Um, it's definitely a Nicolas Cage movie. Uh-huh. So okay. after capturing an incredibly rare white jagger in South America, Hunter Frank Walsh, who is Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, Cage, who captured it in the most Nicolas Cage way ever, like smoking a cigar, eating nuts, like all the things you should not do as a hunter, almost okay. falling off his platform and nearly killing himself while just going, oh no. Like he just... He cages it from the <laughs> After catching this big cat and a load of other animals, however, he gets on a steamer ship to bring his bounty back to the mainland to kind of sell off to the highest bidder. He's a hunter, but he's not a killer kind of thing. Okay. okay. He's, he's like the best at what I do. And unfortunately for Frank, a load of military types turn up, including Famke Jansen, former Phoenix of the X-Men. And they've got Richard Loeffler with them, who's played by Kevin Durant, who we'll get to in a bit. He's a man wanted in the US and he is being extradited back to the US for trial and crimes against humanity is one of his lists he also ex- executed the undersecretary of something somewhere so he's a bad guy unfortunately for everyone involved he breaks out of his cage once the boat is underway he lets all the animals out and it becomes under siege with animals meets Jumanji this sounds like if a five-year-old wrote a story in school and was like, I'm going to make this into a movie one day and I really like that guy who was in, in National Treasure and I want him to be in it. Pretty much. You've nailed it. I mean, that's it. It is so generic, but it is elevated by Nicolas Cage being in it. Just even from the moment, like I said, the way he captures this really badly CGI'd white Jaguar from the beginning is just like, you know, he's he's falling over himself. He kind of wins it by accident. The moment the bad guy breaks out and all the military types are like, get everyone together in a safe room. We all stick together. We're going to lay out a plan. We're going to, everyone's being here. We're going to go deck by deck and save everything. Nicholas Cage is just pacing like a caged animal. Ah, uh, method. There we go. <laughs> because his animals need to be fed and watered because this Jaguar is worth millions of dollars and he's going to get this house of Pine Lake that he keeps going on about. And it's just like everyone else is, you know, actors look for something to do in a scene. You know, you have your busy work. You might play with a pen or you mm. might be like, you know, frowning or something like that. But... Cage is just like the camera keeps catching him as he's walking in and out of shot and it's just like the most kind of Nicolas Cage thing he can do uh-huh. in that scene and he does that in every scene. The material isn't quite there to elevate it to the best of the worst Cage stuff. Okay. They try their best but they're kind of they're struggling against themselves. There's little callbacks to whether the fact he's a good man or a gun hunter because he's like I'm not a good man. You know, there's mm-hmm. this kind of thing. And maybe by the end of it, he learns something about himself and becomes a good man. So I didn't watch this. Yeah. I'm trying to un- I'm trying to get why I should, besides Nicolas Cage being in there. Yeah. And, and like, I think that's... not Lion King level of lion CGI. 
Oh my god! No, this isn't even this. I, when I mentioned Jumanji earlier, I meant the 1995. Jumanji. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like there are monkeys on this thing, and like you know, everything is set up. I mean, they do have that level of script awareness where it's like, what's that monkey doing? Oh, so there's some kid who's playing with the monkey. Is like that monkey is not smiling at you. That's that's its threat um, displayed because you're near its babies. Back off. Leave it alone when it's doing that. Later on, someone messes with a monkey, goes near their babies. You know something's bad going to happen. These are nasty monkeys. What? Does the okay. movie take itself seriously, or does it know that it's a Nicolas Cage movie? Everyone else takes it seriously. Nicolas Cage doesn't take it seriously. <laughs> he never takes it seriously. What's I, really interesting to me about this whole thing is that they're making it seem very Sicario. You know, he's <laughs> like he's uh, the main poster is Nicolas Cage with sunglasses, with the hat. You know, he's got the navy on, and you know, he's going to mess some stuff up. Yeah, you know, he's, he's like, going to find a tiger. Yeah, he's like an older, like more. Uh, jaded Indiana Jones who does animals instead of artifacts Okay, and he has that he's running around the ship with a stun uh, a tranquilizer dart for the big cat and a, a revolver for Kevin Durant if he gets out it seems like it should, I should talk about a little bit about Kevin Durant who I was trying to remember he's one of those actors where every time I see him I like him and stuff but I can't remember what the one thing was that really mm-hmm. brought him to my attention mm-hmm. and he was actually in Lost he played Martin Kimi, who was like the bad guy of a group of military guys who turned up in the later seasons of Lost. Mm-hmm. And he was just reprehensible in that mm-hmm. show. Like everyone else was kind of like they had shades of gray. Like there was, you know, people who were introduced as bad guys turned out to have their own thing going on and they saw themselves as good guys and stuff. He was just evil in that. And he's like a mm-hmm. more buff um, Jake Boosie. <laughs> You know what yes, I mean? He has yeah. that. He has a look, and yeah. he's always playing redneck Southerners for some reason. Okay. And he has a level of craziness, but when you put him up against Cage, it's like a log- it's like a logarithmic scale. You know, it doesn't quite match up. In terms of star power. In terms of just crazy, crazy. actors, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you had Nicolas Cage and say a Nick Nolte or something like that, you could see them working against each other. Yeah. But I think Cage just ends up extinguishing Duran's fire instead of you know instead of them building together. Famke Jansen, I don't know why she's in this. <laughs> <laughs> so she is the she's a doctor who's there because Kevin Durant has a brain injury that means that like can't fly him this is the reason again they go to incredible depths to explain this he has a brain injury so that if he, he can't fly because the change in pressure will give him a stroke okay. so she's there to make sure he was captured in the Andes and he's sure. now at sea level so she has to make sure that he doesn't have a stroke while this they're the transporting film. him yeah this is all of them <laughs> It does remind me a little bit of uh, there was a John Claude Van Damme Dolph Lundgren movie a little while back that was it was fun B movie fodder called Blackwater, in that both both movies were very clearly not shot at sea because at no point is anyone swaying or anything like everything is completely solid <laughs> yeah. to, to the point that when they show you an outside shot of the ship and the engines you know he sabotages the bad guy sabotages the engines and there's like you know there's fetch quests to have to run through, no one ever is like you know even in a fight it's not like the sea jostles them around like that and when they keep reminding you on their ship they're on a ship and like nothing about it is on a ship it starts to get weird because you expect a little bit of just like you know a bit of sway or something like that yeah. and when you when they avoid it so much like if it, one person did at one point or tripped because of it it'd be like okay mm-hmm. but because they don't do it it starts to really prey on your mind oh <laughs> i don't i i can't I mean, like i, yeah, I can't I see, see they, what digest this movie right? yeah it's like, <laughs> it's just yeah it's it's definitely lower level cage but it is if you're doing a film studies course on uh, Nicolas Cage, it is worth watching for just seeing how he does what he wants no matter what's going on around him. Like, he is doing almost... He's not doing the most Nicolas Cage. We'll get to that later on in the second half of the show when we talk about some of his most performances. Mm. But he is doing what Nicolas Cage does. Like, he is overacting. He's doing funny voices. There's a point... He's a constant rivalry with these federal marshal kind of guys, and he just has a 
string of uh, different insults to call them. All the guys on the ship do. All the guys on the ship know good old Frank back from back in the day, and they're all kind of buddies and pals, but they hate these military guys with a passion. And just like the way he pronounces Einstein, he says, oh, you're a regular Einstein. <laughs> and, you know, you can't, you can't not laugh at that. <laughs> it's just that it doesn't have enough of them to carry you all the way through the movie. And every time the, t- the, the Jaguar turns up, it's kind of laughable. I'm trying to think. So I want to know which Nicolas Cage this is. Like, is it National Treasure Nicolas Cage or is it Ghost Rider Nicolas Cage? I mean, those, 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 are, the, those are at the top. Where, where's is Con it, Air in your scale? No, no, no. I mean, which type of Nicolas Cage I think it's getting? it's fathoms below that. It's like those are bobbing on the surface and this is way like down in the Marianas ch- Trench. Oh, no. I mean, it's not some... He's done some really bad things that like don't even get mentioned, mm-hmm. um, especially recently. Like he's... He's been on a VOD kick for a while because he's like, as long as I get to do stuff, it's fine. And Mandy was one that kind of went well for him. Yeah. But uh, this is one that I think is just not. It's on VOD out in other places. It's in the theaters here. Uh, I don't think it doesn't touch upon those classics. There's no work. It's not within reaching distance of them. So I'm thinking I miss him. I miss seeing him. Mandy mm. was great. I want to see more of Nicolas Cage Mandy and a single title, single word title like Primal with a cat, behind, like a big cat behind him. It's kind of, you know, that's what I expect. Yeah. That's not this. It's not this, unfortunately. Well, that was our review of Primal starring Nicolas Cage. Um, let us know if you are interested to watch it. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at Skip Intro MY or write us at movies at bfm.my. And after the break, we're going to continue the conversation by talking about some of our favorite Nicolas Cage movies and his, you know, his stellar performances in them. So stay with us on Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. Hello, everyone. This is Skip Intro with Ian, Ayman, and Julian. And earlier, we were talking about Primal starring Nicolas Cage. And we figured that we continue our conversation by talking about some of our favorite Nicolas Cage performances. But before that, Ian, you, you got something you want to say first. Uh, there's something um, Julian said in the first half of the show that kind of stuck with me, which is like, you want to see Nicolas Cage doing Nicolas Cage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, news is broken that he's currently in uh, negotiations to start to play himself in a movie called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Um, Wait, is is he the massive talent? Yes. Did he write this? <laughs> no, he didn't write this. Some guys, uh, some guys, who've, I can't remember their names now, but some guys who've written a couple of other movies and were in a bit of a slump have pitched this as kind of like a blacklist kind of movie, and it's getting a lot of heat in Hollywood. But the movie follows Cage as he's trying to win a role in a Tarantino movie, and he occasionally talks to an egotistical '90s version of himself who drags him for making bad movies. It's Birdman. Kind, kind of. of. Yeah, actually, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. they just rebranded Birdman. Yeah, but with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. I love that title. Did they have Nicolas Cage in mind, do you know? I think so, yeah, because he's going to be referencing like his old movies and like his old, <laughs> his younger version is going to be giving him giving abuse the whole time about like why don't you do this, why don't you do that? That's so great. Amazing. I I wanna watch this movie. It's like an ode to Cage. I kinda like that Nicolas Cage is, you know, taking the chance to do something like that. I don't know if it's even a chance given his career, but it's like knowing that you've had an up and down career that isn't too, too stellar, but also very stellar. Oscar winner, Oscar nominee. Looking it up now, it is Leaving Las Vegas. He did win Best Actor. (laughs) (laughs) He He was nominated for Adaptation as well, which is another, a little bit like this. Like he's playing a character in a novel that's, horrifically hard to adapt so they just write about the adaptation process and he has a twin that the real person doesn't have and all sorts of crazy stuff that's not in the book adaptation is sort of the nice weird 
the nice anomaly in his IMDb page, yeah. right? Like you have yeah. the Charlie Kaufman thing and you kind of expect him to kind of do more stuff mm. where he is a little bit self-aware and he gets to be a little bit meta and have fun with his terrible career. But this new one sounds like it will return to that. The other thing is it kind of seems to veer into JCVD territory as well because He's going to, he, while he has his old version of himself talking to himself, he's also pitching for a movie that the guy who's backing it is actually a Mexican drug cartel. And it turns out the CIA or somebody is trying to get Cage to get information on that guy. So it's like real life actor Cage going undercover with this group as well as everything else that's going on. Sure. I mean, I, I, I have to take exception to you saying like the crazy career he's had and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the holy trinity of face off. Con Air and The Rock. I mean, those are pinnacles. Those aren't troughs mm-hmm. in his career. Yeah, I mean, that is, I think he's, talking about the self-awareness aspect of it, I think he's actually gone through self-awareness and come out the other side mm-hmm. and it's just pure cheese. He's transcended all of us. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> he's transcended Hollywood, basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I have to admit, I don't think I, you know, have ever appreciated peak Nicolas Cage because mm. I grew up in a time when Nicolas Cage was, you know, doing box office blockbuster Nicolas Cage. So, Mm. you know, Ghost Rider, Mm -hmm. Ghost Rider 2, National Treasure (laughs) 1, National Treasure 2. And it was kind of, you know, yeah, Nicolas Cage is in the cinemas again doing another action-packed thing. And I don't really know what this one's about, but it's going to be fun. So I can't imagine him not doing something like this. Something like Primal, really. I mean, this is the thing. He is all things to all people. Like he's the he, everyman. He also he has he's the everyman. But I think uh, there was a thing a couple of years ago where his tax bill was huge because he's a huge comic book fan. His son is called Cal, as in Cal L. Oh. oh no! Yeah, but he had to sell off his like Superman Adventure Comics number one or whatever it was to cover his tax bill. But he has ever since then he has got a ridiculous work rate. Like I mean, there is you can probably put together like movie trilogies of a type of movie of every type of movie except maybe there's not an awful lot of rom-coms I don't think not in later Moon, years Moonstruck Moonstruck with and Cher yeah. yeah Moonstruck I, I, is great he should do Moonstruck again actually he did the, in Raising Arizona he did that, he did, there was a weird movies he did was like The Weatherman and there was another one called Family Guy which was not the cartoon and it was like a weird alternate universe where he's a kind of up himself jerk and then there's a, he finds himself in like what would life be like if he had a family with Taya Leone I think it was and then like at the end of the movie it's just like oh that doesn't happen that was a dream it's like what is this movie about <laughs> is it what he could have had is it what he should have had is it what he wants is this just switch with Adam Sandler I don't understand what's going on we need some sort of like Noah Baumbach mumblecore movie where they cast Nicolas Cage in it but it's so strange to see him in it because it's like seeing you know Nicolas Cage in your everyday coffee shop because he'd be he'd be so out of place. Mm, It'd be yeah. weird. So even like I don't know. I mean, is it this might just be you know my fault having gone backwards to mm. watch right like watching in retrospect. So seeing him in like Raising Arizona, seeing Nicolas Cage with a baby, <laughs> even though he is young, it's like I mean that's also a Coen Brothers movie, which seems and especially the eighties Coens are so weird. Yeah, that's a beautiful alchemical mix of yeah. like he almost looks like Ace Ventura Pet Detective in those movies but like <laughs> it's the fact is Ace Ventura looks like him yeah. you know that's where it, that's where the crazy comes from he was like you know actor Nicholas K- I just looked at it again it's like Leaving Las Vegas he followed that up up with the, the Con Air face off and The Rock like that was his old oh. I've, got, I've got my Oscar now I can do action movies <laughs> but in those action movies those were revelatory at the time when, we were watch- when I was watching them with my friends because they were so dumb in such a good way. <laughs> you know, he plays, in The Rock, he plays a character called Stanley Goodspeed. You know, 
he plays guitar and like he's only brought along because his nerve gas is so evil and he's like the one who can stop it and just the interplay with Sean Connery who's in that movie is insane and just like hearing Sean Connery talk to Nicolas Cage calling him Stanley Goodspeed is you know how can you not like this movie you know earlier you were saying that he's a big comic book fan right and that reminds me of uh, I think this this is a story that uh, maybe a lot of people are familiar with that he was supposed to play Superman at one point yes uh. so I'm wondering like how would he have done as Superman would he be the crazy Superman you can find like, clips online there's clips online mm-hmm. well there's clips of the, the, the costume tests I think there's yeah. a documentary called I think it's called The Death of Superman Returns because uh, Superman Lives maybe because it was supposed to be based on the comics where Superman dies and then comes back because of Alien Juju mm-hmm. and uh, Tim Burton was going to direct they had this I, they had multiple weirdness for the com- for this movie because A it's Tim Burton and B it's Nicolas Cage so like he has the suit kind of there's multiple layers of the suit so there is like a suit that looks a bit like the Henry Cavill suit only like it's Nicolas Cage so it's a lot skinnier it has mm. like some light up elements but he also has like this is back in the 90s it also has Nicolas Cage's lank 90s hair where the the, the balding was setting in at that point you know I what love, I mean I love this image I love this image of him please just google Nicolas Cage <laughs> you, Superman. you need to google it you see him just like him with Tim Burton and he's like waving the cage like yeah it looks like this we it <laughs> I think He's wanted to do the the comic book stuff for so long. Ghost Rider two, I think. When when you were talking about like earlier, the scale from what was it, Ghost Rider to National Treasure, was it or the, the, there was that period when he yeah, was doing all period. these big movies? Yeah, I, I mean, like for me, it's because I think Ghost Rider two is the one that was done by the guys who made Crank, and that's one where again, it might not be the best Cage, but it's probably the most Cage mm-hmm. in that like he's just screaming and like this. I, 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 there's a clip online if you just look up for the the best of and it's the idea of the ghost rider who's this flaming skull popping out of his face and mm-hmm. like they added effects on to show the kind of eyeless sockets mm-hmm. but he's also doing the acting yeah. and just him just like pulling all these faces and screaming at people <laughs> gripping at the door gripping at the door that's just like that's like when you have your in memoriam uh, <laughs> clip at the Oscars and it's Nicolas Cage threatening a guy saying I'm gonna let out the rider he's scraping at the door he is a national treasure. Yes, he is. National treasure. We need national treasure three, national treasure four. Yeah. It's just good. Man, I love national treasure. I love Ghost Rider as well. Like, who am I kidding? I love Ghost Rider. You love Rider. Ghost Rider? That's yeah. interesting. I, know, yeah. I didn't know that it wasn't a loved film. No. <laughs> I loved it when I was a kid. But I'm kind of thinking, did Nicolas Cage kind of go down the Keanu Reeves route? Because we kind of forget Nicolas Cage, you know? Like, mm. there was a time when he was in our cinemas a bunch, you know, Sorcerer's Apprentice, um, National Treasure, stuff like Kick-Ass. Kick, you know, mm-hmm. Kick-Ass yes, was yes. kind of his return for a little bit. Yeah, and it was doing a cool thing because he was basically playing Adam West. From yeah. the old 1966 yeah. Batman, and he did it very, very well. And he got through a superhero movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was like he had his he had his massive you know 90s Nicolas Cage career, and then his big, big studio Nicolas Cage National Treasure career. So now he's gone down the well. Now I can just do whatever the heck I want, and I'm going to have super fun in a lot of super fun projects. And mm. this is his middle, this is his midlife crisis where he gets I, to I think have he's fun. on his sixth at this point. Uh, there's a 2013 <laughs> movie I, I keep meaning to watch called Joe, which is like him being serious again, uh, which is good. I've forgotten he's in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He's the Spider-Man oh, yeah. Noir. 
Yes, love him in that. And he also played Superman in Teen Titans Go to the Movie, which I've heard a clip of, but I haven't actually seen that yet. And he's basically getting to live his dream of acting yeah. out Superman in that. It's 1933, and I'm a private eye. I like to drink egg creams, and I like to fight Nazis. A lot. Sometimes I let matches burn down to my fingertips just to feel something, anything. Oh. What I, a career, what a talent. Yeah. Long may it continue. <laughs> So that was our uh, tribute to Nicolas Cage, some of our favorite performances by the man himself. Let us know what are your favorite performances by Nicolas Cage in a movie. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, tweet us at SkipIntroMY, or you can write us at movies at bfm.my. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah!